Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, April 30th, 2023. Pastor John Milkey. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. Listen once again to the first lesson for today, Acts chapter 2. They continue to hold firmly to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to the prayers. Awe came over every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They were selling their possessions and property and were distributing the proceeds according to what anyone needed. Day after day, with one mind, they were devoted to meeting in the temple area as they continued to break bread in their homes. They shared their food with glad and sincere hearts as they continued praising God and being viewed favorably by all the people. Day after day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So these people are what I'm going to call First Christian Church. They were the first megachurch because we are told that 3,000 souls were added to their number in one day, the day of Pentecost. And of course, you might recall after Jesus had risen, 500 were, or hundreds were raised back to life. So they're already believers before Pentecost, but now 3,000 more were added in one single day. And some have surmised that since it says that every day more and more were being added, there could have been 25,000 believers in First Christian Church. Whatever that number is, it doesn't really matter. The point is, what did they focus on? What made them such a mega church? Was it because they had this beautiful scenery before them along their walls of their church building of the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrections we might have here? Was it because they had a beautiful choir like we have here? Was it because they have this, if we have internet, a great system to share the gospel around the world? No. What made them a great church? Or what made them a mega church? What made them special? We're told they continue to hold firmly to the apostles' teaching. That Greek word to hold firmly simply means to be strong, to endure. It means to have a constant focus of, to grasp and hold on tightly. And that's what they were doing. And by God's grace, they were continuing to revel in that good news about what Jesus had done for them as the Holy Spirit had convinced them by the power of the Word. And as you see here, the counselor had come to them as Jesus had promised on that night in which he had been given them the Lord's Supper, a night before he died. As he's given them that gift of the promise of the Holy Spirit, they recognize that the message that the apostles were teaching, as you hear in our text, was not really the apostles, it was the Good Shepherd's teaching, Jesus our Savior. So tonight, as we are online again, <laughs> we are going to look at how we hold firmly 
to the apostles' teaching, we hold firmly to our good shepherd's teaching by simply demonstrating love for his word and then by revealing his love to others. Now, what was this apostles' teaching? Very simply, it was law and gospel. The law simply says, these are the things that God requires you to do or not to do. And you've been seeing some inserts over the last couple of weeks. You've got another one today about the Ten Commandments. So God tells us this is what he demands of us. Perfection. Obey his law perfectly. Otherwise, the soul that sins shall die. That's the law as part of the apostles' teaching. But then there's also the gospel. Because we know what the gospel is, the good news of what Jesus accomplished for the world when he made himself that sacrificial lamb, the scapegoat, to release us of all of our sins. As we know very clearly from Scripture, he died once for all, so we might be declared innocent, not guilty, by the blood of the Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb. So Jesus, the good shepherd, is also our Lord and our Savior. And as such, that means that he had a mission to share with the world. And that was the mission of the apostles' teaching that we say in our text. And from the scriptures, Jesus showed them how they were to conduct themselves and how they were to be devoted to his word and to share the gospel with as many people as they could. Now, of course, a shepherd leads a flock. That means that the church is not just made up of one person. That seems kind of obvious, but sometimes I think we are of this mindset that, well, I'm just one person, one member of the flock, and I'm just going to focus on myself. But we are members of a unique flock. As we are told here, these believers held firmly to the teaching of the apostles' teaching, held firmly to the teaching of our good shepherd by demonstrating love for his word. Now those 3,000 believers back then had once been 3,000 enemies of Christ. But they had a change of heart. And they were forgiven in the waters of baptism. And they were allowed to see that Jesus had forgiven them of all their sins. So they demonstrated their love for Jesus and his word by doing what? We're told they continued to hold firmly to the apostles' teaching. They sat at the feet of the apostles. They listened to what the apostles had to say. And as they listened to those apostles preach and teach, they were gathered around God's word on a regular basis. In fact, we're told they did it every day. And it's kind of interesting, if you know this about your church year, you notice that if you spend some time in church, whether it's online or here in person, you're going to get a great summary, a great review of the Bible's teachings about Jesus the Good Shepherd you're going to understand what it means to accept all that God has to say in his word. And of course, we have a Lutheran elementary school here. By Christian education, we provide for our children. We have the opportunity as well to have them hear from God's word what all the teachings of his word are. And they can tell you what God says very clearly as they confess their faith to their parents, grandparents, friends, and neighbors. What a blessing that is. As we hear those words from little ones, as we hear those words from young and old, 
we discover that we also want to hold firmly to the apostles' teaching. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So the early Christian church, first Christian church, wanted to listen to God's word. They loved to digest God's word, and they did it every day. I kind of wonder sometimes, would we be so willing to do that? To gather in person every day for Bible study and, and prayer and worship? Not just on a Thursday or maybe just on a Sunday or whatever day, but every single day, gather on God's word and sacraments and enjoy each other in fellowship. That's what it means when we hold to the teachings of God's word. We demonstrate that by having a love for his word. We're also told that another characteristic of the Good Shepherd is that they continued in the fellowship. They heard God's love for his word. They rejoiced in that word of God, and they had this thing called fellowship. They had an abiding and deep love for each other. That's quite remarkable. They probably came from different backgrounds, spoke different languages, and yet they came together as one to enjoy each other's company. I wonder sometimes, are we able to enjoy that fellowship as well as they did in the early Christian church? These members of the first Christian church rejoiced in each other's fellowship. They enjoyed that time together as one. And I wonder sometimes if we're not appreciative of what we have here as a member of the body of believers of the Holy Christian Church, the community of saints, that's a great, great biblical truth. But think about the fact that, I know it's not on a Thursday, but if you saw the crowd on Easter Sunday here, the place was packed. Sometimes we get up to 100 people in this room. We have over 300 members of our congregation. We are part of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, where we have over 1,200 congregations and thousands and thousands of believers in those congregations. We have a fellowship with all kinds of Christians around the globe and all kinds of nations, tribes. You see that in the Wells Connection from time to time on our video series once a month. We have this fellowship. And what a unique fellowship that is. Some may say, well, is it even possible for the first Christian church to have fellowship? They didn't have coffee and donuts back then. But it's true, they could. Because it was all wrapped around God's holy word. They enjoyed that fellowship with each other. They expressed that fellowship by going to God's word often. To the breaking of the bread, the Bible verse says. That's the celebration of the Lord's Supper. As they came together as one, they expressed their unity with each other by partaking of the body and blood of Christ in with and under the bread and wine. That sounds so simple to us, so common to us. But just picture what's going to happen later. By the way, you don't have to have the Lord's Supper just on the first and the fourth weekend. You can actually have it on a fifth Thursday or on a great festival of the church year or whenever you have opportunity to have the Lord's Supper. Partake of it because there you're tasting, you're seeing, you're enjoying, you're digesting the very body and blood of Christ with the bread and the wine, for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what it means when it says that they were enjoying their fellowship to the breaking of the bread. So hold firmly 
to the teaching of our good shepherd by desiring the, and demonstrating your love for his word. But notice also, the apostle Luke records these words for us. He says we also want to show that and reveal that love that we have for others. He says also, and to the prayers. First Christian church gathered around God's word, gathered around the Lord's Supper, and then they worshiped and they prayed to God. And Jesus tells us through himself and through his apostles to pray continually. You've heard it before. My prayer life isn't what it could be or should be. Yours is maybe the same problem. But prayer is powerful. Prayer is effective. Prayer is essential to examine, to be able to share our faith with others. We want to pray to our God for help to be stronger in our faith as we gather around his means of grace, of word and sacrament. But I think there's sometimes we think, oh, those prayers get so long after the offering's brought forth. I don't want to add my concerns and my bitterness or my problems in front of the whole congregation. I'm not going to let the pastors know to pray for me too. It just gets to be such a long prayer over and over again. Really? Don't think that way. Because when you hear those prayers, even if they are long and they go on and on and on, those prayers are designed to go to our Heavenly Father and ask Him to help. Or to give Him thanks for what has been received. So keep on praying. Because when you hear those people we pray for today, or any day, recognize that those prayers are not just meant to be here, but for you to go out these doors and continue to pray for those people that are on that list. So pray continually. What happened in First Christian Church is not just did they have time for prayer to show their love for others. We're also told that they, all the believers were together and had, had everything in common. They were selling their possessions and property and were distributing the proceeds according to what anyone needed. There was such a feeling among them that they did not hold back on using what they had been receiving from God as a gracious gift and sharing with those who were in need. Now, I know we probably aren't going to be like those people in Jerusalem and give away all of our stuff we have from God to give to other people. There's no command to give all of our stuff away. But what a wonderful example to be charitable in our giving, to help those who are in need, whether they are Christians or not, whether they look like they're Christians or not. God wants us to give generously, willingly, out of love for him who first loved us. Hold firmly to the teaching of your good shepherd by continuing to demonstrate your love for him, his word and revealing his love to others. First Christian Church also shared their food with glad and sincere hearts. They enjoyed their Christianity. It wasn't a chore for them. They were showing their love for their Savior Jesus and they exhibited it by the way they conducted themselves. That's pretty cool, isn't it? They were willing to show their love for their Savior by the way they smiled as they walked around as little Christ, letting their gospel light shine. And they continued praising God and being viewed favorably by all the people. They were good advertisers for the church. 
they continue to hold firmly to the teaching of God's word, our good shepherd, as they revealed their love for others. I don't know if you noticed this, but on the front cover of your worship folder, you might be saying to yourself, Pastor John, what are you doing? It's Good Shepherd Sunday, and where's the Good Shepherd besides our logo in the top left? Well, what did I do? I chose this piece of clip art called Witnesses for Jesus. Because that's what sheep do. As part of the flock of Christ, First Christian Church were witnesses for Jesus. They demonstrated their love for God's Word, and they revealed their love for others. Why are they giving them help in their time of need? So when Good Shepherd Congregation of Sarasota Township, Saratoga Township, when we gather 3,000 souls to our congregation one day, maybe that won't happen, but when we see one by one more and more people coming to know Christ as their Savior, what's going to be our answer to why we are seeing growth not only outwardly, but also inwardly? I would pray it's because we hold firmly to the teaching of our Good Shepherd. I would pray that it's because we hold firmly to the Apostles' teaching. We hold firmly to the fellowship. We hold firmly to the breaking of the bread. We hold firmly to the prayers. Because when we do that, we are honoring our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died for us, who rose triumphantly for us. And let's continue to praise him as our good and great shepherd. In his name we pray. Amen.